Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. David sent me a note, said, Steve, to see the latest on the subscription-based pricing on cars. And, uh, you know, every time we think they may have just pushed it a little too far, somebody comes along and pushes it a little more. Marketplaces will do that. We'll have to see what happens. Nico DiMattia wrote this for thedrive.com. And Mercedes, Mercedes makes better performance a subscription in its electric vehicles. So if you want better performance, you can pay $1,200 subscription and get it. $1,200 subscription for better performance. So we talked before about like things like heated seats or special functionality for your key fob. And of course, you may pay extra for things like Sirius XM. But the idea that you can kick in a $1,200 yearly fee to increase your horsepower and your torque <laughs> and drop your 0 to 60 times uh, is a question about whether or not Mercedes buyers will do that. So again, they're now taking subscription fees to an entirely new maddening level. And maddening is the word that Nico DiMattia uses uh, to describe it. And I would agree with him on that. Uh, for new Mercedes EQ electric models, customers will have to pay a $1,200 plus tax annual subscription fee to unlock the full performance potential of their cars. So if you're going to buy one of these cars, you have the choice. Do you want to buy it and just drive it and have it be lower performance? Or do you want to kick in the $1,200 annual fee and have it be higher performance? And the question is, what are they adding other than functionality, which is simply somebody flipping a switch, you know, figuratively speaking? If you head to Mercedes' new online store, you'll find an acceleration increase subscription service for all EQ models. That's what they call it. The acceleration increase. Would you like the acceleration increase? Oh, you would. Okay, 1200 bucks. According to Mercedes, the yearly fee increases the maximum horsepower and torque of the car while also increasing overall performance. Acceleration from 0 to 60 is said to improve by as much as a second, and the overall characteristics of the electric motors are supposed to change as well. So somehow it changes the performance uh, characteristics of this. The extra performance is unlocked by selecting the dynamic drive mode. So if you don't pay for this, your car will be a second slower from 0 to 60. But if you want that extra second shaved off, think about how much time you'll save <laughs> in the course of a year. Now, I'm joking, of course. That's not why people want to get their 0 to 60 times shaved, <laughs> which I hear is the latest thing. But these are the models that the subscription for the acceleration is going to be available on and what sort of power gains they get. So the Mercedes EQ, EQE 3504MATIC will go from 288 horsepower to 349 horsepower. It will drop at 0 to 60 from 6 seconds down to 5.1. Now, again, what is different between the cars? In other words, here's the car without the subscription. Here's the car with the subscription. Is there anything different about these cars? And if the answer is no, that is that you can buy the car and later decide to just pay the subscription, <laughs> there's going to be pushback on this. But I suspect that Mercedes thinks, well, a person who's buying our car won't mind $1,200 a year. 
Yeah, because they've got money, right? The cars are expensive to begin with. The Mercedes EQ, EQE, SUV, 350, 4 Matic, will have its horsepower likewise increased from 288 to 349. And will have its 0 to 60 speeds dropped from 6.2 down to 5.2. Now, the Mercedes EQ EQS 450 Matic. Sorry, this, this word salad, this, this, this letter salad is just confusing. The Mercedes EQ EQS 450 4 Matic from 355 to 443 horsepower. That's quite a jump there in horsepower. Will drop its uh, 0 to 60 times from 5.3 down to 4.5 seconds. And then the Mercedes EQ, EQS SUV 4Matic will have its horsepower bumped from 355 to 443. And its 0 to 60 dropped from 5.8 to 4.9 seconds. Now, the news comes a few months after BMW faced backlash for offering subscriptions on certain options such as heated seats. And as most people point out, when you buy the car, you opt not to engage the option. You are presumably paying for the heated seats in the sense that they've been installed in the car and somebody paid for them. So if you later say, oh, I'd like the heated seats, and you pay them, all they're doing is activating them. They're not actually giving them to you because they already gave them to you. Now, I know some people say, Steve, what if out of the goodness of their hearts, we could prove that they actually gave them to you, didn't charge you for them, and they're only charging you for the use of them. And uh, that seems like an odd argument to make because it must cost something to actually create the heated seats. They must have components in them that cost money. So the question then becomes, when they do this increase on the performance in your Mercedes, is this not really just probably a, a, a flip of a program switch someplace that tells it to behave differently? I mean, is there really anything else to it besides that? So BMW North America faced so much criticism regarding the heated seats that it even released a statement defending the subscription plan. But so <laughs> they faced so much pushback that they released a statement. They didn't change their ways. They're still going to do it, apparently. Uh, it's a question of when they roll it out. And my understanding also is that some of these things have been rolled out in other markets. So keep in mind that the United States uh, market is quite large. Uh, North America is quite a large market if you want to look at it that way. And so you can have a car company doing business like someplace in Asia, try something over there, and it may or may not import well over here based on uh, what we as Americans uh, want our cars to do and what we're willing to pay for. So subscription fees are sort of understandable for certain cloud-based options as those options require consistent monthly operating costs. Uh, so, you know, there are some places where that might make sense. However, the extra power and performance this option provides is something the car is presumably already capable of. What's unclear is how popular these sorts of subscription options will be. Will customers really pay the equivalent of an extra monthly payment every year just to shave a second off their 0-60 to 60 time? Who knows? Maybe Mercedes proves doubters wrong and EQ customers gladly pay up for the extra performance, but these sorts of subscription services just feel like gross and dishonest ways for brands to squeeze even more money out of their customers. And I'm just curious, is this literally something that you could turn on one month and turn off the next? Or 
Do you have to buy 12 months and commit to 12 months? Or, or can you decide not to do it at the time of purchase, but then kick it on later? And, and if that's the case, it seems to me that this is nothing more than price gouging. <laughs> because if they will do this and get away with it, car companies can do all kinds of stuff. They could just say, hey, you know something? Cars aren't really necessary uh, to be able to go over the speed limit. Picking something here at random. Uh, there's really no need for you to ever speed, right? The speed limit's for a reason. So tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put a speed limit on your car. Your car can't go over the speed limit unless you pay a subscription fee. I mean, why not? Why not? And they can say if you want your car to go over the speed limit for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, you got to pay an extra fee for that. I mean, there's all kinds of ways they can control your car. And <clears throat> if you look back at the time before when they sold you a car, you got in the car and drove it off the lot, and the manufacturer lost touch with that car. That wasn't that long ago. And so then along comes OnStar and, and, and those related services, where there's something on board the car that the manufacturer can still somehow interact with. And I remember I had a car with OnStar, and I didn't like it. I never used it. I remember one that's driving along, and, and it, it started talking to me because I hadn't set it up. And a voice came on and said, hi, this is, you know, <laughs> Rachel from OnStar. Can we, can we set up your OnStar? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is my rearview mirror talking to me? And so at the time, I, I found it annoying and intrusive. But I know people who liked it because before cell phones had all the capabilities they have now, you could get OnStar to do stuff for you back then that, that you couldn't do otherwise. And I, I, I get that entirely. I, I just never used it. But of course, then they got their toe in the door, right? And so now, with so many things on the car being controlled by apps, they're going to be able to, if they want to, start charging you for pretty much all kinds of stuff, especially when it's not just the apps on the infotainment center, but it's also the performance of the engine. And that is bizarre to me, and I think this is a step too far. But I'm assuming Mercedes is a large company, and I suspect they're large enough to where they've done the studies, and the studies they do are not based on will people like this. The studies are based on will people pay this. And if they've determined that enough people will pay it to make it worthwhile, especially if it overcomes the amount of pushback they get, then they're going to do it. So there you go. So I am not a Mercedes driver. I've never owned a Mercedes. I doubt I ever will. I just They just never did a whole lot for me. Uh, so this may or may not affect me until other car companies go, hey, look what Mercedes is doing. <laughs> that looks like a clever idea. We should try that. So if that happens, then I'll have to deal with it when I get there. But I'll tell you right now, I have two Ford Explorers. I have a 2002 and a 2019, 2019, 17 years apart. Those vehicles are as different as night and day, except they're both called Explorers. And I'll tell you that quite often I get in the old Explorer, and I sit there and go, wow, I kind of enjoy the vehicle. It doesn't have an infotainment center. It's got a cassette deck. <laughs> and yes, I've got cassettes that occasionally I listen to, because where else would I listen to cassettes except in my old Explorer? Thing runs like a Swiss watch. Love that vehicle. So, David, thanks for sending me this. We'll see how it goes. 
From the drive.com, Nico DiMattia wrote it. Mercedes makes better performance a $1,200 subscription in its upcoming electric vehicles. We'll see how that goes. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Why are the pyramids in Egypt? Because they were too heavy to carry to the British Museum.